Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. Paul had ideas about Rome, but what did God say? We may have ideas about this or that ministry, but what is God saying? So, um, and it all builds on each other. And God is testing the obedience as we go, is he not? I had idea, I I didn't know that I was going to be called to this ministry But God would give me little hints along the way as I was being faithful. And that's how you find out what it is God wants you to do. You're faithful in the little things, and then he begins to bless you with greater things and show you other things. The will of God is what we should be concerned about and yielding to his direction. I had ideas once the church started that had, you know, at such and such a time, you know, Lord, I'd like to go full time and leave Caltrans, the job I had, my secular job for 20 years. I mean, I would pray to him and I would say, Lord, I love your people. I love you. Uh, why not now? Now's a good time for the church to grow enough for me to leave my job. And the Lord hindered that. He, he actually said, no, not right now. There's something I want you to learn as you're there, right? And that's how our prayers are. Some of our, his will is revealed in unanswered prayers. If God wants you to have something and he's not allowing you to have that thing, then you can surely discern that it's not his will to have that thing at that time. It may be later, but you can discern it's not that time. And so again, with ministry, that's how it's been. It's been slow growth, little by little, because that's how he works. The Lord tests the hearts, but we want things quickly. We want things quickly. We want things now. But we learn from Paul just right here. Um, You know, he didn't go to Rome. And do you think that he could have, with the Lord, um, justified just going there and not listening to God? He, he, He could have. There's more people in the capital. They're open in the capital. All the Gentiles are are hearing from me over here. Surely at the capital, they'll hear from me. He could have justified it. It's a good thing that they come to know you, Lord. But what does the will of God say? Not right now. And sometimes the will of God is, is not a no, but maybe not right now. And some, and are we okay with that? You know that there's people that aren't okay with that within the body of Christ? I've been not okay with it, but I got to take my gripes to the Lord, right? Right to him. Like, why, why, you know, why isn't the ministry doing this, I used to say, or why, why, what's wrong with me in the ministry? You know, just working it out, my, my salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. Why isn't it working? And the Lord begins to refine us and praying to him, why not now? But then there's others who, frankly, just say, you know what? Now is now, and this is the will of God when it's not the will of God. They just 
deceive themselves into thinking it's the will of God. Well, who tells you it's the will of God? Who's the church? What church do you go to? What, what leadership's around you? Who's sending you out? Who's affirming and confirming the God of call on your life? And, and we've come across people throughout our history as a church of people who are just like, nah, I'm going to do this for God, like, but, and not want the church to have any say in it, not have brothers or sisters confirm it, affirm it, and they go off and do their own thing, and, it, and it's against the will of the Lord. But they justify themselves because it's a, it's a good thing. Do you not want people to hear the gospel? Yeah, but it may not be the right timing or the right place. What does God say? And so with me, when I felt the Lord leading me to start this church, I called my pastor right away. Why? My pastor never said to me, if you want to do a work, you need to call me. I just read my Bible. My Bible tells me that no one takes this honor upon themselves, but God lays hands on them. Hebrews 5. It's God who calls. So I felt the calling and out of respect, because the Bible says, I went to, I told my pastor and he said, go talk to Pastor Chris at Calvary Chapel, banning at the time. And so I honored my pastor and I honored the landmarks that the fathers have sent, as the Bible says, respect those who came before you. So I went to him, respect God's authority. So I went to him and he goes, oh, oh, okay, cool. I know Pastor Jerry. Okay, okay. Great guy. I'm going to pray about it, talk to the board. They got back to me and said, they have no problem with you being a Calvary uh, in the past area, but we're going to Beaumont and you guys come into Banning. And that's how it happened. But the Lord had taught me through his word that if I don't respect my pastor, that if I don't respect the ones that are already here, what kind of Christian am I and follower of Christ am I, am I being? And before God can build Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, he has to build the people that are serving in it. The character. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10, but let these also first be tested. Then let them serve as deacons being found blameless. He also says to Timothy in the second letter, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so again, there is a process and a standard to God's raising up and doing ministries. Paul, are you willing to go to Asia Minor and forget about Rome? We literally have had to do that with people like, okay, you want to do all this stuff. You know, but we're doing something here. Are you interested in what we're doing something here? Are you interested in getting behind the vision that God has for our church? And there are some who have said, nah, we just want a rubber stamp and to go do the, the, so we can't, we can't do that. But everyone needs to be, all of us are being tested. Our attitude most of all. I love the sheep here. I love the sheep. I love the little lambs. If I think too hard on the little lambs, I'll weep. I love them so much. I want to know who serves here, not because I'm controlling. I think every church pastor should know who's serving in their, in their church because we care about the sheep, the lambs. We don't want somebody to mistreat them. 
So we watch and we watch. Not like we're policing people. It's natural, supernatural. It's the Holy Spirit. I have a, a blessed assistant associate pastor in David and his wife, Marari, you know, and, and, and people who serve here. And we, we have, we have um, a culture here at Sweet Hills of respect and honor. Like if I see that someone may not be honoring them, those are things I recognize. And it's the Holy Spirit in me that shows me, oh, they're not returning texts. Well, they're not responding. And what that shows is there's a lack of honor for God. Not for me. I don't take it personal. But I watch. And those are things. Are, are, is there a respect? Is there an honor? Because if they won't honor God's authority, they're going to mistreat the sheep of this church. So, and that's why um, I went to my pastor. Try to honor him as best as I can. And... Um, because the Lord says, give honor to whom honor is due. Amen? But yeah, you know, I, I've seen it. I've seen people do their own thing. And it's like, is God really interested in our ministry? Or is he interested in our obedience? What is more important to him? Because when that verse in 1 Samuel 15 were where Samuel says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as the inequity and idolatry. Or in the same place, verse 22, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, it is better to obey or obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Right? And so God is concerned with our obedience. Who knows what's better for Rome? God or Paul? God, right? So sometimes less is more. And I've seen that. I've seen our church grow and healthy and with the right team, with the right people, all on the same page, same vision. Love God, love others. Uh, be humble, be willing to do anything. It doesn't matter what ministry we're in. If there's someone in the ministry here and we say, oh, you know, can you today help with the restrooms? And they look at us like, oh, I don't do that. We're, we're trying to develop a sense of we'll do anything for the Lord. I don't know what feet washing, where foot washing falls in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of help, maybe, or think about that. You know, none of us really, oh, yeah, here's my resume. I'd like to wash feet for the church. But our Lord washed feet. He's willing to do anything. And he said, look at my example. If I'm willing to, if I, you know, your master have done this, you do likewise to one another. We want everyone in the church to have, I'm not, I'm not too young. I'm not too old. I'm not too proud. I'm not, I'll do anything. Unto the Lord with love, because if I don't do it in love, then it, what does it matter? Doesn't matter. So that's a lot out of one, one verse, I know. But more than a few places, Paul is saying, I prayed, but I was hindered. I prayed, but I was hindered. And he was hindered doing uh, the Lord's work, because in the previous verses, he said, 
I have been used for the Gentiles like crazy. And it's because of this reason that I haven't been able to come to you. For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you. And real quick, just so that you're hopeful, not all no's are no's forever. God's, God's delays are not God's no's. Have you heard that? Have you heard that? God's delays are not necessarily his no's. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 is a beautiful verse. It says, the Lord says to Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry. That's a beautiful verse of a hopeful verse. If God has spoken to your heart about a specific ministry that you love, be hopeful about it. Write the vision down. Maybe tomorrow, maybe whenever. I don't know when. God will speak to your heart. Write it down. His, his delays are not his no's. You know, like, you know, some might think, well, our church should have this ministry or that ministry. And I, I'm kind of like, I'm so content that we're right where God wants us to be and the other ministries will, will raise up in his time. We've always done it that way. That way people aren't burnt out. or what. Yeah, but other churches, this pastor could care less what other churches do. Sorry. I didn't go to hell and back with the Lord to then yield to that church does and that. And some people are like, yeah, there's something wrong if you don't have this, that, or the other. No, there's something right if you just do what the will of God is. And sometimes it's less. Amen? And if you want to start something up, talk to us about it, and we'll let you lead it and plan it and work it. And is there any time, they'll go to, people will come to my wife, oh, you know, we should do this or this or that. And then they don't, they don't, they're, they're the first ones who don't go to that thing once you give them that thing. And who's over there grinding it out? My wife or I or leadership or whatever. It's just like, we're, we're, we're fine. We're fine. When, where God guides, he provides. For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come to you. Whatever I journey or whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you for I Hope to see you on my journey and to be helped on my way, therefore, by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. And so Paul is planning, but he uses the word hope. I, I hope, right, to see you on my journey. So it's when he says hope, it's like, it's like he's saying, you know, if the Lord wills, I hope to see you on my journey. Using the word hope is yielding again to whatever God's going to do. If I, I hope to see you, right? But who knows whether we'll see you or not. God does. And, you know, Paul's life wasn't that long. And he, he, he went after it for the Lord. But he had a real sense. And maybe it's all the dangers he faced. And, you know, can you imagine, like, 
being, being tied to a post and being beaten like our Lord was. I mean, he, pa, pa, and he dealt with that. And all of this, all of that in the shipwrecks and the hiding in a basket and being dropped down on a rope down the city wall, all of these things had our brother Paul, this apostle to the Gentiles, had him, you know, really understanding the providence of God that every day can be my last day. And I'm just, you know, going to leave it in God's hands. And there's wisdom in, in, in how he's planning to go to them. And Paul doesn't know. You and I who have read the ending of Paul's life, you know and I know. He's going to go to Jerusalem. They're going to they're gonna tie him down and arrest him. And he's going to end up in Rome that way. There ain't no Spain for him yet. And some believe he went afterwards when he was released. But it's it's speculative. Paul would go in chains. He doesn't know this. He's thinking, okay, here are my plans. And, and he's giving it to God. In James chapter 4, verse 13 through 16, James would say, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there. Buy and sell. Make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Think about what God said through James. Don't, don't, don't plan without saying the Lord wills. Don't help us not to be so arrogant that I would think, I guarantee I'll be here next year. We don't know if we'll be here tomorrow. And that's that. And so I'm hoping to come to you. I hope to see you on my way to Spain. It's like he knows. And another shipwreck does happen, Paul. It does. We've read the story and you survive it. <laughs> and you get bit by a snake too. You know, so there's just, there's just a lot coming. Proverbs 27, verse 1, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. If we don't know what a day may bring forth, if we don't know what a day, what will happen in the day, then we, you know, we have to live right before God. I mean, the most respectful thing that we can do towards our Lord every day is to seek Him. Because when we seek Him, we're declaring to Him, I am poor of spirit. I am poor of spirit. I know that in and of my own strength, I can do nothing. I am seeking you because I am poor and I need your help spiritually. I do not know, Lord, if I will be here tomorrow, but this day that you gave me, I am going to seek you. And there are people who don't seek the Lord daily. What are they saying? It's a presumptuous that they're going to make it the next day. I just want to come. I'm, 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 I'm growing. I'm learning from the Lord in this. Moses in his psalm, Psalm 90, the psalm of Moses, he says, the days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom every day. If we lived it like it was our last, would we 
mess around with small things. May we would we would we live fleshly? Would we wouldn't we be quicker to forgive if we believe that today could be our last day? Wouldn't we we be quicker to love? Wouldn't we be quicker to care for one another if we truly believe that? And that's what Moses is saying. Teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I think that's how God wants us to live. But now, no longer having a place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come to you, Whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey and to be helped on my way uh, there by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. I like that. He, he had confidence. Remember in the, in, in the earlier verses of this chapter, he said of, of them, he's confident of their goodness, that they were a church full of good works. And that reminds me of our church. We are a loving church. We are a a church that wants to do good to one another, that does good to one another. And so Paul, knowing their maturity, said, man, when I go to Rome, perhaps you can help me continue on my journey because the expense to get to Spain, they can help him. And I love that about our church. And I want that for our church, that God would build such a church in us that Missionaries can come through here. People can come through here in need and know that this will be a, a home base of, of, uh, uh, of replenishment, of, of, of resources, of blessings, where we can send people on their way and they can be confident that Sweet Hills will help them in their poverty, right? And so he was confident about that with them. But then he also said, uh, but, but he also said, uh, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. Paul understood the blessing and the need of encouragement amongst fellow believers. He said that I might enjoy your company for a little while. From the beginning of the faith of our church till now, Nothing has changed. If the enemy can keep us from loving each other, bring division, bring misunderstandings that aren't cleared up, unforgiveness, if the enemy can divide, we're in trouble. So the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, that we are to love each other without hypocrisy, not slandering each other, not talking masa behind each other and each other's backs. If you don't know what that means, ask somebody. (laughs) Anyways. Psalm 16.3 says, As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. We can't wait to see each other sometimes, can't we? If you've, if you've been around the fellowship, there are days where, where I'm, I'm just rushing to be here. I can't wait to see everybody. 
I'm so encouraged. I'm so blessed. That's what we do for each other. We encourage one another. We bless one another. We lift up each other in prayer. We share our, our concerns with one another. It's Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it is the COVID verse. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking in, uh, the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website, at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.